Hi, and welcome back to another episode of Deplorable Nation. I'm your host, Deplorable Janet, and today I have a lovely, beautiful returning guest to the show. Love her to bits and pieces, but not in bits and pieces, because that would be disturbing. <laughs> one of one of the most beautiful ladies in the podcast community, Miss Teresa from the Spiritual Gangsters podcast. How are you, love? I am well. Thank you for that beautiful introduction. I'm just going to record it on my phone and then replay it whenever I feel bad about myself. Like, oh, that was nice. Thanks, Janet. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me back. I'm very excited to be on your show again. I am very glad to talk to you about the topic today because I've been curious, interested, um, thought about multiple times. However, I have some reservations. So mm -hmm. I want to talk about all that stuff today. Sure. So today we're going to get into the carnivore diet. Yes. Um, but first, I want to know, like before you started that, what has your health journey been like? Like, what have you tried? What have you been doing? Because as females, oftentimes it is way harder for us uh, because of hormones and all of that stuff and, you know, baby pouches and all that to uh, lose the weight and keep it off where it doesn't come back and come back with a vengeance. Exactly. Right. Yes. So I have a long, a long history with <laughs> dieting, a lifelong journey, shall we say. Um, but yeah, just to give listeners a bit of like a perspective. So I've been one of those kids who always struggled with their weight growing up. So I wasn't like fat, I would say. I was like always chubby, I guess, right? Like a little extra, not not a it's, stick. It's the little cute uh, yeah. pudgy pinching. That's yes. what it is. I, yeah. I, looking back now, I would describe it as that. At the time, I was convinced that I was the fattest like person mm -hmm. in the world because – that's what I was told all the time. And I did realize that I didn't look, you know, like a lot of my friends who were skinny, mini little things. And, you know, that's wonderful, but it's not everybody's experience. No, obviously it. not mine either. Mm -mm. <laughs> so, yeah. So I, I grew up with, um, you know, on a, in an Italian Canadian household appearance meant a lot to my family, especially my mom and my grandmother, and my aunts. So it was always very emphasized, like, what are you eating? Why are you eating so much? Oh, my God, you're too big. You need to lose 10 pounds. Like, mm -hmm. what size are you? Oh, you got stomach flu. Great. You're going to lose five pounds. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Yay. And you're calling all the relatives. Yeah. Like, Can you believe it? She's sick. I'm so happy. It was just like an uh, always an underlying thing that I understood that how – I look is very important to other people as mm -hmm. well, not just me. Right. Um, and it's just looking back, like uh, I was always seeking out that validation, especially from like my mom, not to throw her under the bus. She's a wonderful lady, mm -hmm. but like, you know, just for my mom to say like, you're beautiful how you are. You don't mm -hmm. need to change. Right. But if you want to be healthier, sure. Do this, 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 like, you know, it's your body. It's your autonomy of what you want to do. So mm -hmm. anyway, I never got that. <laughs> Yeah. Right. Same right. Me neither. Yeah. So thrown on like a bunch of diets from young. Uh, I've tried like literally everything under the sun. I think 
I've done juicing. I've done the Bernstein diet, which I don't know if you have that in the United States. I don't know what that is. It's basically like an extremely low calorie diet, probably similar to what like a bariatric patient mm-hmm. would go on, but like anyone can do it. They have I would these- starve to death. Yeah, you basically are literally almost almost starving yourself just on the cusp of not mm-hmm. <laughs> but you feel like you're starving. Um, I've done that. I've done keto. I've done South Beach. I've done veganism. I was going to ask you if you did vegan. And here's what, I, what I'm going to preface this whole entire show with. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times... Um, certain diet fads are pushed out in front as the quote healthiest alternative, um, kind of like marketing, like they do with pharmaceuticals. Yeah. Right. Do this diet. You'll be great. Uh, so, you know, the South beat the vegan, all that stuff. And especially with veganism, when that rolled out and a lot of people go vegan, a lot of people get very, very ill on a vegan-only yes. diet. Yep. Did you experience that? So not at first, but eventually. I mean, looking back at my experience, I think I was vegan well, and vegetarian at first. So first I was vegetarian. Mm-hmm. Then I went vegan. Also, this was during like a heavy yoga phase in my life. Mm-hmm. So I had been practicing yoga probably about eight years, seven years, like prior to that. And as I started to get deeper into the like philosophy side and um, the spiritual side of it, I was like, "Mm, maybe I'm going to try this for ethical and health reasons. So I thought, right. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, I did veganism and vegetarianism probably like one and a half to two years solid, I would say. Um, And yeah, I did notice a lot of decline in my health towards the end. At first, no. Mm-hmm. But then um, I thought, like, I thought I was doing the best thing for me, right? And mm-hmm. best thing for the environment, for animals, all that. So I totally was in- indoctrinated by that um, mentality, I-, I will say that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I started to notice, like, I just didn't feel good. Like, I was very anxious. Mm-hmm. I went through a time where I was very deeply depressed, Um which I'd always tended to be, <laughs> I tend to be on the depressed side, but uh, it was, it went off the rails quite a bit. Um, I had to stop working for a while. Like mm-hmm. it was not, it was not good, a good time. Um, and then just intuitively, I started to add back other foods. Um, mm-hmm. I was supplementing iron and like B12, like all the things you're supposed to supplement when you're vegan. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't enough. Right. So I started to notice also too, my hair was falling out a little bit. Mm -hmm. I was the most pale I've ever been in my life, like whiter than a sheet. Right. And not when I was sick, it just was my normal color, like all the time. (laughs) So this was not good. And then, yeah, I just started intuitively adding back like eggs and chicken and cheese and things like that. So, Mm -hmm. and shortly after I started to eat a more whole encompassing diet. I became pregnant with my first son. So looking back in time, I think that I was very depleted of a lot of minerals Mm -hmm. for quite some time. And then, of course, pregnancy 
depletes you further. Even more. <laughs> because you're, everything is and going to. And then I to, shrivel up like a prune. <laughs> it's just everything was going to the to the baby. And then, you know, another baby after that in a short amount of time. I had my next son within uh, two and a half years or whatever. So, yeah, I mean, I, looking back, I think that actually contributed a lot to like poor maternal mental health. Mm-hmm. Struggled a lot with like postpartum depression and anxiety. Mm-hmm. Everything was very overwhelming to me, like more more than usual. Um, <laughs> yeah, there was it was a really like tough, tough few years, like recovering from veganism. I would say at and the that's... time I didn't know like is this related to the diet or I just thought I'm struggling because I'm so overwhelmed with my life. Mm-hmm. But sorry, and I think um, and I had a good conversation with. Uh, Shannon, the naturopathic doctor yesterday about like a lot of people that go through massive bouts of depression and stuff like that, that it is really dietary related. Yeah. And that's why I think there's such a problem with a lot of these diets. And, you know, you have people screaming from the rooftops. uh, You should only be a vegan. You should only do this. You should only do that. But not everybody's body is made up the same, right? We don't have the same chemical makeup. And so everybody needs something different. Mm -hmm. And that's why I'm very curious about this because I knew what it was, but just reading through it and how, drastic some people implement it or some people do like on a pyramid thing or or whatever and I thought if I'm going to try this I'm going to do this a couple of days a week Mm -hmm. at first and and try to eliminate stuff I would have a hard time sticking to this honest to god I love meat (laughs) I love eggs I love cheese but no tea and I drink a lot tea. of tea. Well, you can have tea if you want to have tea. I mean, well, again, depends if you're, how if you're strict, right? I'm if drinking you're, coffee right now. I was going to say coffee and tea are right. two things that are very strict. Yeah. Um, we eat dinner at four o'clock in the evening because my husband goes to bed really early. Yeah. And so I usually am up till midnight. So I'm hungry again later. And so mm. I snack at night so I don't starve to death. Um, and so my go-to snack at night is popcorn. I Mm -hmm. love popcorn, um, or cashews. Mm. That is it. I don't snack on candy and none of that stuff. Like it doesn't. And they're like, if you're going to be strictly carnivore, you can't have these things. And I'm like, so I can eat meat and I can snack on meat. And I'm like, Well, okay. So do you Hmm. want me to give you some suggestions on like (laughs) what you can swap out if you want? Uh, Well, okay. Here's the thing. And I just want to tell the listeners, like, this is only my anecdotal experience. I'm Mm -hmm. not here to say you should do carnivore because it's the best way of eating in the world, or Mm -hmm. you should do this. You should do what you want to do. Okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And this is not like medical advice by any means. Okay. So it's just my own personal experience. I do think, so I, I started it, uh, the carnivore diet, September 3rd, 
2023. I remember the exact day because I was like, ooh, 9393. It's the yeah. <laughs> right. Um, and I'll just say right before starting the diet, I was doing the Noom program, you know, mm -hmm. the it's sort of like Weight Watchers, like similar premise. Mm -hmm. It's very like it's all about caloric density. So the Noom diet encourages you, encourages you to eat a lot of water heavy foods so you feel fuller. So like eat a handful of grapes and you'll satisfy your hunger and then drink 10 gallons of water. <laughs> it's very like traditional diet advice. I and then when say. you step on the scale, you're like, holy fuck, I gained 20 pounds <laughs> and it's literally water weight. Right. Yeah. I did lose a, like maybe I've, kept playing with the same five pounds up and down. Right. Like it was so frustrating. Yep. And of course it's like, yes, you can have carbs on that diet. You can have pasta, whatever, but it's got to be portion controlled, which for mm -hmm. me is, has always been my biggest struggle with dieting. I love to eat a lot in one sitting. Like mm -hmm. I'd rather personally, I'd rather eat one gigantic meal me a day. Yep. Then Think about six mini meals, like they want us to have breakfast and morning snack and lunch. And then like that to me is stressful. The, me too. And I'm glad you brought that up because yeah. I, and a lot of diets are that way where yeah. they're like, you know, eat six to eight small meals a day or whatever. It's confusing. And then I think too, as someone with um, like I have a background of like disordered eating in various times in my life. I've either restricted heavily or binged heavily. It's mm -hmm. hard for me to find that like homeostasis. Mm -hmm. I'm sure for a number of reasons we could psychoanalyze myself. So <laughs> come and lay on my couch. <laughs> but, like I've actually been to therapy for it before and stuff. So it's like, it's a real thing, but mm -hmm. I've sort of moved past that as I've gotten older. But, um, I think, yeah, it's just carnivore encourages you to eat till you are comfortably stuffed so it's like you want to eat you know these foods so we can eat eggs seafood beef poultry dairy in you know more conservative amounts i would say don't go nuts on the cheese like if you eat a uh, two blocks of cheese, i love cheese you're gonna gain weight if you eat two blocks of cheese like no matter what but it's all about satisfying yourself and eating high protein and high fat, fat mm -hmm. the key actually even more than the protein. So satiating yourself with so much fat, but then no sugar, no carb. Mm -hmm. So none of that. Because I think when when you are at a heavier weight, or maybe maybe people who are doing it for health reasons too, you don't even have to be overweight necessarily to want to try the diet. But when you keep your insulin low, that's when you are revving then in that state of ketosis. Mm -hmm. And it's easy for you to keep that and not crave other things, not crave the cashews, not crave ice cream. Um, you know, when you're fully satiated, it's a totally different experience of dieting than if you're trying to restrict yourself. Well, that's another thing I want to ask you, like, since starting it, how, first of all, how did you start it? Did you just go full on yeah. all at once? Yeah, I'm a person of extremes. So <laughs> I'm like, either I'm in or I'm out. Like, again, mm -hmm. I'm not one of moderation. So I mm -hmm. guess it's just all across the board. But I'm sorry, as I was saying, I did the was doing the Noom diet uh, in the spring and summer of last year. And I just found that I, again, was frustrated with the up and down of the same five pounds. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. And then I started to feel really unwell eating Mm -hmm. any sort of carb or any sort of sweet. So Mm -hmm. um, like what if I'd eat pasta, I would honestly either feel like I need to go to sleep, like I was going to go in a coma, Mm -hmm. or I would need to vomit. Mm-hmm. Like, so this may be indicative of some food intolerances as well. Like I have had issues with wheat and like tomato sauce, um, oh, sometimes that's, with that's cheese. bad being Italian. <laughs> it is. It's terrible. I'm like the saddest Italian in the land. Like <laughs> cream sauce I'm, for you then. I, or just butter. Yeah. Or olive oil. Yeah. No toma- tomatoes irritating me. So I'm attributing that in my mind probably to lectins. Mm -hmm. lectins gluten all these um plant toxins i would say right most likely irritating me so i just felt so unwell and like so sad and it got to the point where i was like you know what like if i don't really don't do something i think i'm gonna die like that's the thought i had i'm i'm gonna die a slow like suicide by food just like miserable Mm -hmm. Or I'm going to develop like full-blown diabetes or something. Like I, mm-hmm. I'm not one to go to the doctor that much, to be Same. honest. Yeah. I might have been pre-diabetic. Who knows? Well, obviously had an insulin issue of some sort. So right. I was like, you know what? I have toyed with keto slash carnivore in the past in short stints. And I always feel great when I do it. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to, I'm just going to do it. I have to cut it out because I feel so, I'm so sick of feeling sick. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I just need to do something like drastically different. So yeah, I just took the bull by the horns and September 3rd, I stopped eating all the other stuff. <laughs> yeah. So I am, I'm not so, I'm not so much a sweets person, but I do love tortillas. Yeah, me too. They're good. Because I love Mexican food. That's like my thing. I That's my favorite. Same. Um, out of ever, anything. And I've always been the type of person that I would rather have a bread mm-hmm. than a sweet. So, you know, that's, yeah. that's like my thing. And so those things would definitely be challenging for me. Yeah. How did you feel when you very first started out and you cut out like all the carbs and sugar and whatever. Yeah. So I think at first it's sort of like a bit of a honeymoon phase because you, well, I feels felt so great, like cutting all those things. out. I was like, wow, like literally within three days, I saw a visible difference in my face, in my stomach, like was so much flatter already. Um, Mm -hmm. I could, I was dropping weight really fast initially, of course. Um, So for me, it was a bit of a honeymoon phase. I do believe some people, when they start a carnivore or keto diet, they experience what's called like the keto flu. Mm-hmm. So I think that's sort of like a sugar detox type of symptoms. Mm-hmm. Um, and I personally did not have that. I think my body was like so pleased with what I was doing. It was like, <laughs> yes, like, finally, she's like getting it. Like, please don't eat these things. Um Yeah. So it was a bit of a honeymoon phase, I would say. And I really, truly did not have any cravings for a number of weeks. Later on, then it gets trickier. Well, in my, in my experience anyway, that's when maybe a month in five, six weeks in, I started to maybe like, oh, well, you know, I lost all this weight. Like maybe I could have some ice cream or I could have um, a tortilla with cheese and rice or whatever it is. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so that became trickier later, 
on. And I have cheated, as we'll call it. I mean, it's not really cheating. It's just, you know, you ate something else. But I have uh, strayed from the carnivore diet here and there. And I'll just say, like, every time I have, full regrets. Full regrets. Mm. I feel sick. A couple times I honestly felt like I had the flu. Like I had sweats, fever, uh, felt like I needed to vomit. Um, so I think that just speaks to like maybe how toxic some things are for mm-hmm. us. And we really don't know how bad we feel till we try something else. I think that's one of the um, one of the big things that people notice in their everyday diets or everyday lives, and they attribute it always to something else, mm-hmm. is fatigue. Yes. Like you're always so tired and exhausted, and you have like no energy to do anything, or you get up, you think you're ready to get up for the day, and then like an hour later, you feel like you need to go back to bed. Totally. And that's a common diet thing. And I know that a lot of the... um common side effects uh, that people experience when they first start this and they're quote unquote detoxing right mm-hmm. off of sugar and chemicals and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the same thing that alcohol alcoholics go through, right? Mm-hmm. So you've got like severe headaches and brain frog and, and gut issues, maybe diarrhea, muscle soreness, um, night sweats and stuff like that but fatigue is always the worst and then a lot of people also go through that massive like craving stage because you're cutting out everything but it is literally the same thing as alcohol withdrawal it is and i think my experience so far what i've realized is like how powerful sugar is Mm -hmm. and processed things like of course Before I was still eating like, you know, some snack foods and some junk food or whatever Mm -hmm. here and there. Um, Not to the point that I was when I was like heavily binging many years ago. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, I mean, those things are very addictive. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I remember one one time a couple years back, I cut out coffee for a while. Mm -hmm. I didn't have any coffee. And then when I had a coffee again, I was like, whoa, that is like really powerful. But mm-hmm. then once you have it regularly, it's like, ah, oh, you don't really feel like your tolerance builds up just like with alcohol. Mm-hmm. One one drink can affect you a lot. And then when you're used to it, you need five drinks to get the mm-hmm. same effect, right? Mm-hmm. So it's the same. And then once you cut those things out, you're like, oh, wow, I feel so different than what I thought was my normal before. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I stopped experiencing that afternoon fatigue. Like I don't get that three o'clock drop in energy like I used to. I used to think like, oh my God, I need to literally sleep around two, three o'clock. Um, and then you're just fighting to stay awake. That was very mm-hmm. familiar to me. I don't experience that at all anymore. So have you, uh, I know personally, but the listeners obviously don't know. Mm-hmm. Have you had any side effects like when you started it and what were they? Some negative side effects? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and the positive one. Um. Yeah. Well, there's many positives. I mean, I could talk, talk about those. The, for me, the most positive, of course, weight loss. Obvious. We all want that. I mean, who mm-hmm. doesn't want that? Well, you might not. I don't know. Some people might like to gain weight instead. 
Um, weight loss for sure. I've lost like 23 pounds so far. Mm -hmm. Um, just feeling more vital, more energy. My brain fog is significantly reduced to me. The Mm -hmm. mental and emotional benefits far outweigh the scale. Mm -hmm. So less depression, less anxiety. Um, I feel my fatigue at more appropriate times. So I'm not feeling tired at three o'clock PM. I'm feeling tired at 10 PM when I'm Mm -hmm. supposed to, instead Mm -hmm. of being anxious and then wanting to stay up and eat and watch TV and -hmm. whatever. I'm actually tired and I just go to friggin' bed. Are you sleeping better? Yeah. I mean, I've never really had a problem with sleep. So, um, luckily, (laughs) yes, I sleep very well. And I've actually been finding the last couple of weeks, I wake up at like six, seven o'clock, like without an alarm. Mm-hmm. which for me was, whew, that's like a miracle. Usually I'm like, snooze, snooze, snooze. <laughs> Don't bother me. Like, yeah. So, I mean, to me, these are all amazing things. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm less irritable as well. It's another great side effect. I'm well, less- that's good because, geez, you were really irritable. You kidding. only know you- the nice side of me. You don't know what it's like when this camera and microphone is off. You'd be a raging bitch, that's for sure. But <laughs> I do not buy that, not for two seconds. Ask but- my husband and kids. Mm-hmm. It's true. But anyways, a couple negative things. So, like, we can talk, you know, all day about the positives. A couple of negatives. Yes, there have been. Um, I mean, at first, when you change your diet, of course, we could talk about poop. If <laughs> Mm-hmm. There's poop changes. For There's sure. no problem with poop on this show. TMI, you know, <laughs> it happens. I think a lot of people that in my research experience a similar thing. When you transition from eating so much more fat than you're used to, especially mm-hmm. hot, like melted fats, rendered fats. So like when you cook ground beef, all that golden liquidy goodness that's rendered fat. Mm-hmm. If you're eating a lot more of that than you're used to, probably you're going to have diarrhea for a while. Mm-hmm. everyone's different. I mean, for me, it didn't, didn't last very long. That's because um, it slips out easier that way. <laughs> it's more, yeah, exactly. And also too, to combat that, uh, the recommendation is just eat less of it. And if you're going to eat your fats, try to eat them cold. So have chilled butter or tallow or whatever instead of it melted and actually helps a lot. Mm-hmm. surprisingly enough and then once you're adapted like i don't have any any issue with that really mm-hmm. anymore um also too i had a kind of a weirder symptom arise so after that initial few weeks honeymoon period i started to get hives which is weird right and at first i couldn't figure it out it happened the first time when i walked my dog and it was like maybe october timing mid october And it was getting chillier outside. So I thought, well, that's weird. Like, you know, maybe something with the cold air. Maybe they're spraying something outside (laughs) that I'm allergic to. I couldn't pinpoint it. I had a shower and it went away. And I took an allergy pill. And that then it subsided, like completely. Then the actual rash went away after taking the the allergy pill. So I was like, okay, obviously it's histamine related. This is Mm -hmm. curious. Then I started to pinpoint it and I think it actually is hives from being in cold environments so um which is just it's new for me that's never happened before but um as I've gone on the diet longer that's gotten better Mm -hmm. so I wonder at first I wondered is this something called oxalate dumping 
which mm-hmm. is like when your body finally is able to release its stores of oxalates from years of plant eating. Well, I was just going to say, which um, also oxalates are very famous for causing uh, kidney stones and yeah, gallbladder stones, stones yeah. and, and stuff like that. Any calcium oxalate comes from your foods, mm-hmm. uh, from your vegetables, and 99% of the time, the highest levels are from the vegetables that people like the most, like mm. potatoes, green beans, corn. And then the, the ones that have the lower oxalates are usually things that people don't like as much like broccoli and Brussels sprouts and cauliflower and asparagus and, and stuff like that. I think another high one is spinach actually too. Yes. And Mm -hmm. well, and what have we been told is superfoods the last few years? Spinach, spinach, Mm -hmm. kale, sweet potatoes, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. all that. Right. So it's interesting what they tell us is healthy. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's not so healthy, Mm -hmm. which is another reason why I was also curious to try carnivore-based eating because, you know, as we're told by the World Economic Forum, the Klaus Schwab's of the world, like, you should eat plants, Bill Gates, you should eat my uh, fake meat burger. (laughs) They're saying everyone (laughs) needs to be vegan to save the world. Right, exactly. As a former vegan, I don't believe that's true anymore. I don't believe that to be true either. Yeah. So if, as we know, the last few years, if they're telling you this, maybe you need to do that instead. Mm-hmm. Like right. if they're telling me to zig, I'm going to zag. So mm-hmm. you telling me to eat plants and only plants? Well, sir, I will eat only meats. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> It's so, it's so it's so good though that you've had such a a good experience on it and like uh starting it and whatever because it does it, it is touted to clear up diabetes and heart related issues and all kinds of other things mm-hmm. um and a lot of that is of course kind of the toxins from you know, sugars and processed foods and, and even the sugars in plants, which I have said that for years and people are like, Oh no, you should eat fruit every day and you should eat whatever. And I'm like, no, cause they still have natural sugars, yeah. which still affect your body. Yeah. So I'm, when I'm reading about this, you know, you went the full bore, full on, like cut out everything. Yeah. And the reason why, when I was thinking about this, like starting it Mm -hmm. and starting, you know, like three days a week or whatever, and then increasing it as time goes on, was to try to curb some of the side effects. Yeah. Because my body reacts really weird to stuff. Um, like I have hypersensitive, uh, like allergies to yeah. all kinds of medications and stuff like that. And, and I, if there's going to be something weird that happens, it's going to be me always. <laughs> I'm like the unique per I'm the person that is literally allergic to medications that they give you to control vomiting. It will mm. make me throw up. Yeah. I wonder so it's a hypothesis. I wonder if you do take this torch of carnivore eating, will your allergies improve? Mm-hmm. I wonder. Because I'm not, I'm not so much allergic to 
like environmental stuff. Like right. my husband has massive allergies from like grass and pollen mm. and whatever. I don't see that as much, but for me, it's foods. And one of the things that people think I'm insane, that I'm highly, like my body hates it, even though I like it, my body hates it, is garlic. Oh, interesting. Because garlic's supposed to be a natural antibiotic, right? Yeah. And so trying to incorporate garlic and stuff into things to help me feel better and instantly, like the bloating, the gas, the discomfort. Always from yeah. garlic. I think, you know, because, okay, some carnivore doctors and speakers out there will say, like, plants are totally toxic for you. Never eat a plant, blah, blah, blah. Right. You never need to eat a fruit again. You never need to eat a vegetable again. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's necessarily true. However, right. my conclusion sort of after eating this way for a few months is, like, Meats and animal foods are probably our body's preferred source of food. Mm-hmm. It is like our natural right. mate of what to eat in the wild. Mm-hmm. Whereas plants are more either a secondary food source when we can't mm-hmm. find our preferred food source. Yes, we can survive on them. Is it optimal? Probably not. Right. Or also plants are medicines. So mm-hmm. meant to be used in very small and specific amounts and for specific reasons. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily something we need to be consuming all the time or having, you know, 10 servings of a day, like mm-hmm. we're told. And right. I think it's causing a lot of problems for a lot of people and they just never make the correlation. Mm-hmm. Right. So well, it, it's kind of like our thinking back with how you remember growing up, how like, Eggs are good for you. Eggs are bad for you. No, they're good. No, they're bad. Blah, blah, blah. And so nobody has ever questioned the food pyramid that they came out with, right? And so it is actually inverse Mm -hmm. of what it should be. Mm -hmm. You should flip that shit upside down because it's like you need six servings of grains or whatever a day that may be back in the day before everything was tainted and poisoned and and whatever where they were actually natural grains that hadn't been tampered with yes that might have been a different story yep but the meat thing at the top where it's like the smallest you know whatever <laughs> itty bitty mm-hmm. yeah. I think, too, we have to look back um, at the history of, like, food marketing, food processing, you know. Right. I know, uh, actually, NY Patriot and I had been meaning to do this, and we have not gotten around to it, but, like, a deep dive on the Kellogg family, mm-hmm. for example. Um, I know. There's some very interesting things about them. Very interesting. Yep, for sure. And, um, you know, maybe the reasons why vegetarianism and now veganism, plant-based eating has been pushed by the quote-unquote elites or whatever, Mm -hmm. is really to make us suffer Mm -hmm. and to make us lose like our potential, our our vital potential in life. I know the Kellogg, um, I don't know, I forget his first name, but the head Kellogg uh, brother, because I think there was a few brothers involved in in food manufacturing at the time, uh, he was very interested in suppressing like the sexual urge and like how like trying to get people like not to masturbate and like all these things. Well, and that's, that's yeah. why he made 
cereal. You know, what's interesting about that is they were also involved in eugenics, heavily involved in eugenics. Just like Bill Gates. Yeah. So if you think about the people that are pushing for Mm -hmm. vegetarian diets, vegan diets, whatever, and they want you to stay away from meat and knowing that diets that are high in sugars and high in carbs cause the brain fog, the fatigue, uh, insomnia, a lot of times hormonal issues, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Literally everything that we as human beings suffer from, cancers, the whole nine yards are centered around the diets that they're pushing for or the population. Because if you are in a state of dis-ease, right, um, then you are more easily controlled because you're too tired to fight. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Mm -hmm. I have a personal theory Mm -hmm. about veganism versus carnivore. Mm -hmm. Okay. And not to say, okay, maybe, maybe perhaps because I gained so much weight, like I'm literally like a hundred pounds heavier than I was in like my twenties, for example. Mm -hmm. So yes, I've gained a lot of weight. So maybe for someone who hasn't gained as much or doesn't have as extreme health issues, maybe you don't need to do something as extreme. Maybe you're already in like a homeostasis. So you're good Mm -hmm. doing what you're doing. But I would say it's interesting because I started to notice, especially like during 2020, doing a lot of research into what was going on, you know, with pokey stuff and the -hmm. disease of the day (laughs) they were telling us we had. I noticed a lot of truthers and a lot of like very popular people online were pushing a certain thing. Well, they were pushing, they were either vegan or even one guy I remember was like fruititarian. So he Mm -hmm. only ate fruit. And I saw Mm -hmm. some like raw vegans and this and that. And a lot of them grasping toward a certain spirituality, Mm -hmm. a certain look in their eye, I would Mm -hmm. say. It's a little bit unhinged, Mm -hmm. tending towards very new agey concepts, alien Mm -hmm. stuff. Um, and I honestly, truly do think that that is correlated with your diet. I agree. And that's 100%. why, that's why I tried veganism because I was influenced by a lot of like my teacher, yoga teachers at the time or people that I looked up to. I was like, wow, they look so great. Like, how can I be skinny like them? And I want to, you know, be more spiritually connected. Like I'm going to, you know, only eat, right. only eat plants. Like that's what I'm going to do. Cause I think that's the best thing to do. But it actually, I think it opens you up to other spiritual influences mm-hmm. more easily, yeah. more easily than if you are very grounded mm-hmm. in eating satiating fats, eating flesh of animals. I honestly think it's important, even like from a Christian perspective, what did Christ tell us to do? He told us to eat his body. And mm-hmm. drink his blood. Like I know that sounds whack because it's like cannibalism, but I think there's something to be said for that. Mm-hmm. You know, and interestingly, a lot of people who have extreme autoimmune or mental health issues actually thrive not only just on carnivore diet, but even stricter the lion diet, right? Which is only only the, meat, only ruminant animal meat. So right. only beef, only lamb, 
mm-hmm. uh, elk, like only certain specific animals, right. which I think is so interesting. And it's basically only the meat and salt and mm-hmm. water. And that's it. And people have these amazing testimonials. A famous person who did it is Michaela Peterson, Jordan Peterson's daughter. Mm-hmm. Uh, she did it and took herself off all her uh, meds. Mm-hmm. She's thriving now as a young lady. You know, she just had, I think, her first baby. She's married. Like, she was, like, severely depressed and had extreme mental health issues mm-hmm. before that. So I think there's something to be said for our health and vitality is mm-hmm. eating flesh. Now, as a vegan, I used to think my mentality was, okay, I'm going to eat um, plants because, you know, plants get fed from the sun. They then have photosynthesis. That's how they grow. So I'm eating literally like the energy of the sun. Like when mm-hmm. I drink a green juice, I'm literally drinking bottled like sunlight. That's one way of thinking of it. However, actually, if I, they'll, and vegans will say, sorry, they'll say, oh, if you're eating uh, meat, it's dead. It's dead energy. You're not getting like anything positive from that because, you know, the animal was killed. Well, and- plant, it's dead too. Cause- it's also dead. <laughs> but I thought about it more recently and I was like, you know what? I don't think that's true at all because the, the animal that I'm eating, for example, like a cow, let's say a beef. If I'm eating beef, the cow has ingested so many plants. Mm-hmm. Literally, that's all they eat is grass, basically. Mm-hmm. So if, if you're getting a grass-fed beef, of course, I mean, right. you, you know, Which do your you best. should be eating. Do your best with that. Yeah. I mean, you can't always buy the best of the best. It gets very mm-hmm. expensive. But, um, you know, usually cows eat plants. Animals eat the plants. They digest it with their ruminant stomachs, their four stomachs <laughs> from how many mm-hmm. they have. They're making this magical process for then me as a human to receive the nutrients in the way that is designed for my body. Mm -hmm. You know, I am not a cow. I am not a lamb. Like personally, I am a human. So maybe they've done the work for me and I actually am ingesting a higher level of life Mm -hmm. than uh, like a vegan would say that, that you're eating death. No, I'm actually eating life. And I noticed too this might sound a little bit weird, but when I eat like meat, that's more rare. And on the bloody ears, I actually feel like, like I need it. That's why a lot of people um, will eat like rare or, mm-hmm. you know, even medium rare or whatever, because the longer you cook it, the more it cooks the nutrients out. So you're getting more of the quote lifeblood. Yeah. When you're eating your meat, so not so well done. Literally, yeah. I think that there's really something to be said for that. I think, you know, cooking a rare steak, salting it heavily, cooking it in butter, couple minutes aside each, that is like heaven. In a plate. <laughs> I swear to God, I've noticed too, as I've gone, gone through a few months of eating this way, if I don't eat red meat, a few minimum, few times a week, mm-hmm. I notice the difference. And that's when the cravings return. That's when the anxiety returns. Mm-hmm. That's when, you know, you're looking for extra snacks and you're feeling more anxious about things. Like it's very interesting. So it's like something is magical about that meat mm-hmm. for mental health, physical health. It's very interesting. So let me ask you, since we kind of touched on this a little bit earlier and I was telling you like what I have for snack at night so I don't starve before it's time to eat breakfast again. 
Yes. Um, what besides like jerky or now I found a really good way to make cheese crackers without any flour. Nice. Right. And so you just take like real cheese, like Sargento or, you know, whatever brand that you have that's actual real cheese and not processed. Yes. And you cut like the the slices into squares, right? Okay. Put it on parchment paper and bake it in the oven. Ooh. You can add like whatever you want to seasoning wise on the top or you can have them plain. But you bake them in the oven at like 325 for 30 minutes. Oh, dang. I like that. And and they're crispy yeah. like a cracker, but it's cheese. That's great because I think that's one thing that I sort of do end up craving is like crunchy stuff. Yes. Right? The odd time because you, you're usually eating, you Hence. know. Hence. <laughs> Salty, okay, and the cheese crackers when you make them like that, there it is naturally salty tasting. Salty, yeah, right? exactly. That's great. But that's outside of like jerky or cheese crackers. Yeah. What the hell do you eat for a snack? Because it's <laughs> yeah. not like I can go and freeze some beef tallow and have like a beef tallow popsicle. Totally that get that. Sound good. Yeah, so there's a few things. I, I totally understand that reservation, and it is a challenge. But I think also, too, if you're doing a proper job of eating enough food, because that's the thing, especially as females, we're always trained, don't eat it, don't eat that much. It's not ladylike, mm -hmm. you know, blah, blah, blah. Right. Eat till you are full, like right. really full. And but you'll not find. Not you feel like you're going to puke. <laughs> exactly. Comfortably <laughs> stuffed. Comfortably <laughs> stuffed is the term. And that will take a while, maybe for some people to get the hang of too. Like I can feel it really easily now, which is another, I think, blessing because, you know, for someone, when you have a eating disorder background, you lose all sense of like hunger and fullness. I know that sounds really weird, but you won't stop being able to tell when you're actually hungry and when you're actually full. So I am very thankful that that has returned. Like, it strongly my satiety cues are in more intact than they were before which is great mm -hmm. um but i think you'll find the urge to snack much less if you're doing proper service by your meals mm -hmm. um when you do of course sometimes i'd same with me like sometimes i'll eat um one or two meals and then like later in the night i am like a little bit peckish that's or what we do because right we don't eat lunch yeah. and so it's breakfast and and dinner early dinner and, and then early so yeah. then I'm up late yeah so you get I'm hungry like, right so one either go to bed no I'm kidding <laughs> you could though or two I think another snacky thing that's really popular on carnivores pork rinds I love pork rinds they're great I've so I my thing was I used to like love binging on nachos like a huge mm -hmm. plate with like melted cheese and like I'm obsessed with Frank's Red Hot so mm -hmm. that was like my snack of of snacks mm -hmm. um so instead i'll do that with pork rinds i literally take pork rinds melt cheese frank's red hot and that's like my carnivore nachos recently also i have had like the sweet craving here and there depending on the day again when i if i'm not eating enough fats or i'm just like really busy and haven't right. you know done justice by my meals um i saw a really good tip actually pork rind cereal i know that sounds really weird but like literally a bowl of pork rinds and put milk on it. And it's really good. I know it sounds weird. I was like, is that? That's weird. But if well, you use someone who likes sweet and salty, it works. And it actually did really like satisfy any craving for sweet. I was like, oh, that was really good. Well, 
Because like a lot of times, like they suggest like these uh, like carnivore bars or whatever, but it's like six bars for like $79 or something stupid. Or it was stuff that I'm like, okay, I would not eat that in a million years like yeah one of the things was like liver crisp yeah and i've so seen like, those like slice up liver and fry it up till it's super crunchy and eat it and i'm like Ugh. yeah no. especially if i'm like driving like these were things that were suggested if you're like traveling, traveling or yes. whatever and it's like you know like frozen pieces of fat or whatever and i'm like you might get to that point where that does end up sounding appetizing to you. Cause like, for example, like now I'm really curious to try like, um, uh, browned butter and then you freeze it. Mm-hmm. So basically you melt butter in the pan enough till it starts to get brown. You could add little bacon bits in it if you want, or some salt, and then you freeze it in like a sheet or in silicone molds mm-hmm. and then eat it like like a fat bomb, I guess people might mm-hmm. on keto diet might be familiar with that term, like a fat bomb. And it's supposed to satiate you quite well. Um, other snacks I have. So I'm big on the pork rinds, big on meat sticks. So mm-hmm. again, that might, might be end up eating too much pork, but oh, well, it's better than, you know, going off the rails completely. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I'll do like meat sticks and literally like scoop it in butter. Mm-hmm. And that's like how I eat it. Um, or again, like some cheese, the cheese crisps thing sounds really good. Those mm-hmm. cheesy crackers you said. Um, They're so easy. And it's it's just one of those things where you get like the salty flavor. I love cheese, so it would be really hard for me to like ever give up cheese. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, you know, when they say that you can have uh, like dairy things that come from you know animals or whatever so like you can eat goat cheese or you know stuff like that which i love cheese so that's like never a problem i wouldn't have a problem with that it was just cutting out like tortillas i don't eat chips i don't ever snack on stuff like that but i do make a lot of homemade candy Mm. for other people Wow. All the time, like I take great. it to church and stuff. Nice so I was, you. so I was thinking if I wonder if there's something I can make for. Oh, you know way. what? I actually just saw a girl. Okay, so YouTube is full. YouTube will be your best friend. It's full of amazing ideas. There's so many creative people out there who make recipes. So mm-hmm. if you are somebody who likes to eat like really simple. And just like making ground beef in a frying pan is enough for you. Amazing. But sometimes you will get a little bit bored and you'll want to like switch it up. So mm-hmm. lately I've also been seeking out more kind of like recipes, I would say. But mm-hmm. I came across a girl just yesterday. I'll send it to you after the show. She made uh, carnivore ice cream and then also carnivore uh, jello. So it was with um, like gelatin and collagen. Oh, sorry, there's my laundry. It's going to sing for us. <laughs> you know, Art says that too. <laughs> but, for like uh, a really long time. So long. The song takes forever, but it's very pleasant. Um, <laughs> so, yes, yeah, uh, she made this carnivore jello and her boyfriend loved it. And he was like, oh my God, it's like so, so to him was like pretty sweet mm-hmm. compared. Because then this is another thing your palate changes, right? Mm-hmm. Like I've had by accident, I've had a uh, coffee with sugar in it that somebody got for me mm-hmm. and I had to throw it out. 
I was like, oh God, like this is like crack right now. Yeah, I don't use like sweetener or, you know, whatever. And I changed from like white sugar to like coconut sugar, stuff like that, like yep. a long time ago anyway. Yes. So I don't like anytime I make anything. It's not that straight refined sugar. Like, right. It's yeah. with better ingredients but i do like a lot of i craft my own spices and stuff Ooh. and so i also craft my own teas and That's so cool. I, I use a lot of herbs and you know stuff like that mm -hmm. so how are they on seasoning wise i mean again it depends how depends strict, on how strict your how thing strict is. you want to be I, at first, I wouldn't worry about cutting that out. Like, just focus on the food. Again, like, I have not given up coffee because, to me, coffee is sort of like a crutch that I mm -hmm. learned, like, through my dieting years. Coffee is, like, kind of a dessert. It's kind of a treat. Like, it's just mm -hmm. something that I have. I don't probably don't need it or, like, really want it. It's just, like, a habit. Sort of like cigarettes for some people, probably. Mm -hmm. It's, like, my crutch. So I'm not ready to fully let the coffee thing go yet. I think for you, if you're really into teas, don't give them up yet. Focus on the food first. See how you feel. Mm -hmm. You might feel so much better that you're like, oh, I'm good. Like, I don't feel like I want to, you know, give up my tea or whatever it is. So mm -hmm. I wouldn't worry about that too much in the beginning. Um, but if you find then you've eliminated a bunch of things, feeling good, then you're like, mm, not feeling so good. Maybe that's when it's time to like drop more because I, um, I found a lot of people in the carnivore community, they end up eventually eating more restrictive because they just feel like intuitively they want to cut some things out more. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people end up doing what's called beef butter eggs. And that's literally all they eat mm -hmm. is just beef, butter, and eggs and bacon probably for mm -hmm. some people. Some people don't even do that. Yeah, it some people depends. don't like bacon. I don't know what's wrong with them, but. <laughs> you know, I mean, there is that passage in Leviticus about pork, but, you know, I'm still going to eat it. Sorry. Mm -hmm. I, I like it a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, same, same with me. And, you know, like I feel bad for the people that go to do carnivore that don't like lots of different kinds of meat choices. Sure. Because yeah. I would think that you're your diet would get very boring, right? Yeah. When you have no options. Yeah, exactly. I think some people just end up intuitively being very restrictive just because that's what they feel best on. And mm -hmm. they're willing to like make, not that, not that it ends up feeling like a sacrifice because it doesn't feel like a sacrifice when you're feeling so much better mm -hmm. eating a certain way. Although I have seen other people go the other way. Like there's this one girl, I, I watched a lot of her YouTube videos. I think her name is Laura Spath, I want to say. I'll try to look it up later. But um, she's been on carnivore several years, maybe five years plus. Lost over 100 pounds. Um, her husband and kids eat that way as well. But now she's established enough that when she feels like eating pickles, let's say, mm -hmm. she eats pickles and she's not going to like, beat herself up over, oh my God, I ate like fermented cucumbers. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, right. I think that there's also something to be said for that. I actually, right before we hit record, I got a bunch of messages on Instagram from a nutritionist friend of mine who's very like 
holistic based. She deals a lot with like women's hormonal issues. So she just wanted to like check in, make sure I was feeling good on carnivore. She's a little bit concerned mm-hmm. for me because she's not mm-hmm. so convinced that carnivore is a healthy way of eating for most people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she was just concerned like, you know, that cutting out like huge food groups is maybe not a good idea for some people. Well, and And that's, that's again, why I thought about like introducing it slowly slowly. and then gradually increasing the number of days, Mm -hmm. not only to, to do away with the side effects, but to keep your body from absolutely going out of whack and going out of balance because it's too much too fast. It's kind of for people that, never take supplements and then all of a sudden decide they want to take 12 supplements at yeah. once. They're like, whoa. <laughs> and when you do that, you get very nauseated. You have the urge to vomit a lot. Your stomach's upset. You have the bloating and stuff because it's like your body's in shock. It doesn't yeah. know what to do. Totally. And that's why for me, I was kind of thinking maybe the smart way is to ease in to, to not put yourself in shock. I think, yeah, I think if if that works for you, then that's a great thing to try and see how you feel. And like I told my friend, I was like, listen, don't worry about me. Right now I'm feeling good. She was explaining reasons scientifically why I probably feel good for now. Maybe it's sort of like a vegan experience. At first you feel good for different reasons and then eventually you don't feel good anymore. So she Mm -hmm. was warning me about some potential future things that she believes I may encounter. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I will or or if I won't, but I did assure her, I was like, listen, I'm not saying that this is a forever way of eating for me. Right. I'm just saying that right now, maybe because I need to make an extreme change, it's helpful. But if I stop feeling good, sure, I'll try introducing other foods again, just like Mm -hmm. I did when I was vegan. Right. And another nutritionist friend of mine, a different girl, she put up a great post uh, recently, and I thought it was so brilliant, was just, she said, you know, Different foods are medicines for us at different times in our life. Right. Absolutely. You know, if eating a lot of cucumbers for you is going to help with a certain problem, do Mm -hmm. it. And if eating no sugars right now for me is healing, do it, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, So we can't, I think, say with a firm stamp that like one way of eating is the only way. No, uh uh-uh. But I mean, there is something to be said, I think, for that spiritual component that we were touching on before, mm-hmm. you know, because even on, um, you know, even in the Christian calendar, on certain days, you're called to fast. Right. Right. Um, or re- abstain from meat. And that's a sacrifice mm-hmm. because you should be eating that stuff and denying mm-hmm. yourself. It is denying yourself nutrients purposely for right. a spiritual reason. But if you do that prolonged, maybe that's not healthy. Yeah, and a lot of the stuff that I was reading was not just like people and how they implement it in in different ways or whatever, but the length of time that mm-hmm. some people do it. And, and some people only need it for like a week. Yeah. Or some people, you know, it's like three months stents at a time. Mm-hmm. And the whole point behind doing it like that is detoxification of the body. So what's another fad that they pushed forward? Everybody's supposed to do some kind of detox, right? Yeah, and juicing is a big one too. So if you, they're trying to sell you all these nutraceuticals or pharmaceutical 
uh, things for your body to detox from stuff, but you're still eating the same way, it's still not going to do anything because you're still going to have residual buildup plus buildup more. But when you start the carnivore diet, your body is built to naturally detoxify itself anyway. And that is why a lot of these things come out and hives. And think about this. How many times has somebody come up with hives in their life and the doctor will say it's viral? It's a, we don't know what it is. It's a a viral thing that's causing it. No, it's not. It's your body. It's a reaction to you detoxifying naturally. Exactly. Yes. And I can attest to that, honestly, with the hives that I experienced, mm-hmm. um, I noticed that then, okay, they started to improve when I'd be in cold environments. My kids play a lot of hockey, so I'm often in a hockey arena. Mm-hmm. It's chilly. I noticed if I wasn't bundled up properly, I'd get very itchy, but it's mm-hmm. gotten better. However, when I have strayed from eating strictly carnivore and I say I've had Christmas or like my son then uh, has his birthday in January. So, you know, I had birthday cake and mm-hmm. I lit, I, you know, <laughs> exactly. I still, I still ate. But then I noticed the hives came back stronger. Mm-hmm. So it is, I think to me, in my mind, it seems to make sense that it is a detoxification reaction. Mm-hmm. And it's like, whoa, 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 you shouldn't be eating this or I got to get rid of it. So now my immune system is in like overdrive, mm-hmm. the histamine go up and I just need to purge it. And then once I have, it gets better. So think about how many times in our lives we've been told one thing and it's actually something very different. Yes. So even with like the common cold, right? Yep. Quotation marks cold. um, That is your body detoxifying itself anyway. We are natural detoxifiers. So if you're getting snotty and mucusy and sweating or crying a lot or whatever your body's trying to regain that balance it's getting rid of toxins absolutely through every means possible and the largest organ system in your body is your skin absolutely and something i've suffered with my entire life from eight years old still to the present is acne mm-hmm skin issues always for me and Mm -hmm. my kids I see have so far, I mean, they're young, but eczema from Mm -hmm. babies. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, that's very interesting. Now I really wonder, like my skin has improved and I actually just coming off of my skin getting better again, because it broke out after my son's birthday, Mm -hmm. it broke out bad and it was red and it was like sore. And I was like, Oh my God, like my face, it hurts. Mm -hmm. And now that I've been back eating, you know, normally in my carnivore way, it's subsided. And Mm -hmm. then then I think it's, it's one of those things where you start to get like more into it as you go or willing to experiment with things. So, you know, again, making like different recipes that never would have sounded appealing to you, like Mm -hmm. pork rind cereal (laughs) or whatever. I also now a lot of the time use beef tallow on my face. So, and that's, that's a good thing because that's, it's proven to be very healing. Yes. So let me ask you a question. Yeah. Do you have easy access to beef tallow or beef gelatin or whatever, where you live and what can people do 
if they don't have access to that stuff? Yeah, that's a really good question. So I live in Toronto, so I'm in a major city. Um, the beef tallow that I do use, uh, like the um, the cosmetic one, so the one on my face and the body lotion, is mm -hmm. actually made by, I'll shout her out because she's amazing. It's called Two of Tallow on Instagram. Um, she, I think her actual business name is another name, but if you look up Two of Tallow, it'll come up. You can buy okay, from like two, two like, like number two, T W O, of tallow. Her name is Lourdes. She's so nice, and it's a small, you know, hand batch business. Um, her stuff I would normally have to order online, but there is like a store not too far from me that I could pick it up. So like you'll be able to find, I think, little vendors in your neighborhood. Usually, or you just order it online, like the wonders of the internet. I mean, we yeah, can bring all we, of these things thinking to us. about that. Like, we have nothing mm. here, like, we don't have even groceries <coughs> wise. You think we don't have health food stores mm. or yeah, that's tough, anything like that. So, it's like Walmart, yeah, Kroger. Okay, so for that's it. for limited access like that, I know there are things like Thrive Market, is one. Mm. Like these online stores, I think in Canada we have like well.ca. Um, I think Thrive Market is American. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of like vendors who do sell online and will ship things to you. Mm -hmm. um, a big tip uh, for grocery shopping, like personally, I don't buy a lot of meat from the grocery store. Right. Most of my meat I do get from a farm. Mm -hmm. um, if you're in Canada or Ontario, like me, Wild Meadows Farm is where I get it from. They are amazing and like totally like-minded, which is why I like to support these businesses mm -hmm, as right. well. Um, so I do order a lot of stuff from them. It tends to be a little bit less expensive. And I just, I like supporting regenerative farming mm -hmm. because I think that is really the most the environmentally friendly, right. healthiest thing for the planet and for us and for the animals and everybody wins mm -hmm. that way. Um, so I like to support those. I do still buy some meat from the grocery store. I try to buy organic if it's not available, mm -hmm. I will the odd time buy non-organic meat, beef, especially in chicken. I'm pickier mm -hmm. on that. Um, just because I do think there's a difference. Yeah, uh, you, same. you can tell, especially like with grass fed beef versus not. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, there are like online options. I know a lot of carnivores online that I've encountered their videos or met. Um, they are not shy even to buy meat from Costco, you know, mm -hmm. like do what you can. A lot of doctors out there um, and people who've done the diet for a long time will say they'd rather you have the meat from Costco or the grocery store than keep eating all the plants, all the processed stuff. Like right. they'd rather yeah. you make that switch. Eat with what's available to you. Mm -hmm. Even if you're stuck traveling um, or like at a baseball game or on the road, McDonald's patties, McDonald's burger patties. I mm -hmm. have eaten plenty of them uh since i've started one mm -hmm. lady if you guys are really interested in trying it or want inspiration this lady her name is kelly hogan she's phenomenal i think she's been a carnivore for like 13 plus years now uh she lost all kinds of weight she had all the skin issues autoimmune issues she's healed all of it um and at first the first year she said she ate like a ton of mcdonald's patties just ask for them plain or you can ask for them with cheese if you want um so if i'm going through a drive-through i'll have that 
or I'll try to find something like um, egg bites or eggs with no, you know, bun or whatever it is. Right. Yep. I've done that at baseball games too. I've asked for burger patties just plain mm-hmm. um, or like just a hot dog. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> does does the waiter going to carry this around with me? <laughs> right? I mean, the the person who's taking your order might look at you weird, and you just say, "Yeah, I have a food out aller- food sensitivities. I can't, you know, mm-hmm. if they're questioning you or whatever. Just say it's it's a dietary thing, and I prefer, you know, no bun or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and eating at diners is easy: scrambled eggs, bacon, sausage. Mm-hmm. That's it's really easy, or like um. Mexican food, or I really love like Lebanese or like Middle Eastern foods, like shawarma mm-hmm. type stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'll just ask for it with no rice, just meat, meat, mm-hmm. no rice, sauces on the side, if you want. Kind yep. of thing. carnitas, yummy, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all that, that you want. Exactly. So yeah, I mean, it's definitely doable. It's mm-hmm. I guess you know for sure harder if if you don't have a lot of resources available to you locally like it's nice to be able to just go pick up certain mm-hmm. groceries but i guess you will have to be a little more thoughtful about it in order like ahead of time if you don't have a lot of stuff mm-hmm. local to you yeah because there's no like we don't have any local butcher shops mm-hmm. or or anything like that and yep. the one place that we had well we've had two now um one guy that we were getting our all of our meat from, um, he just disappeared. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, yeah. find him. Yeah. And the second one, we were buying stuff from from their farm, and mm-hmm. then uh, their processing plant burnt. Oh, geez. Yeah. And so there's no like in between here. So we would have yeah. to drive like a like hour and forty five minutes, two hours yeah. to go to the store to get stuff. Mm, okay, because so that's not a thing. There are, I think, some websites too. A really good person for people to check out. I just I used to watch her videos for a long time before I even like attempted carnivore. Her name is Bella uh, on YouTube. She's called Steak and Butter Gal. She's great, um, and I think she has some like coupon codes for different like meat boxes you could buy. So in Canada, I know we have some. There's one called like True Local. There's Niku Farms. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll ship you like frozen meat. So yeah, and there's can, there's I'm some sure there's places, American ones. Yeah, there's there's some places like we had a a truckload sale come through before yeah. that brought like stuff from the Midwest nice. down here. That's like grass fed, grass finished, whatever. And so we bought like these giant cases of stuff. Yes. Um, but as a whole. Like for me, I will not buy meat from Walmart. Yeah, I would at all because it is tainted. It is bad. So, like the only other option is either Kroger or a Mon Mon Pop store, which we will do either one of those. Sure. Yeah. 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 Until you can get like a large bulk order mm-hmm. in, I would do that for sure. Yeah. yeah. Walmart. I mean, I don't know. I've never bought. I wouldn't from trust them. Mm-mm. I would think there's like spike proteins in that shit. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. Sam Walton is on board mm. with the uh, vaccination of cattle and stuff. Yeah, with, with the mRNA business, and so yeah, no, yeah. I won't. I haven't bought meat from there for totally another years. reason to support your small local farmer if you can. You know, so yeah, 
because you kind of know you can ask questions too you know to your farmer Mm -hmm. like what uh, what do you use or how do you care for the animals and it's a different relationship right one thing i actually don't have access to even even in the big city here is raw dairy Mm -hmm. i don't either raw milk nope it's very hard to get i know people who have gotten it and where they've gotten it i think the one contact that i was gonna reach out to he's got shut down Mm -hmm. so like raw milk i don't have access to but i'd be curious to try it if i ever had the opportunity yeah i've never that's one thing that i've never had either but we don't live anywhere near like you know, a big farming operation or whatever, where you yeah. could go and, and source things like that. Some people are very lucky because they have literally all those resources at their fingertips. Yes. But I know there's a lot of people, even in different countries that listen to the show mm-hmm. that don't have access to all of that stuff. It's hard. Try to exhaust your online options. I would say if you can, and of course, like, you know, eat eggs, mm-hmm. uh, you know, eat the foods you can. Um, I don't have a problem with that. I yeah. don't eat anything for breakfast other than eggs and meat. I nice. don't. I don't. I don't like pancakes. I don't like waffles. I'm not that kind of person. No, me neither. Not usually. If I'm going out to a diner, I'm like, give me eggs and bacon and <laughs> sausage. <laughs> One thing, too, is like, you know, usually you'll have hash browns with that served, right? Or toast. Mm-hmm. And I just ask for none of it because I did have hash browns on the weekend we went to a diner and i was like oh my god they have the best hash browns here i have to have it regrets regret mm-hmm. like it's not worth it you know yeah yeah so do you like after you make bacon do you save the bacon grease so we do sometimes um i found like we just don't have a real need for it right now so typically we don't um parchment paper will be like your best friend <laughs> with this diet i don't have an air fryer I know a lot of people love to use air fryer with uh, with carnivore diet, especially for like chicken wings and even ribeye steaks. They put it in the air fryer and that oh, will no. give you a little bit of the crispier taste. Like if you're, take, you're craving that texture of crisp uh, and crunchier, the air fryer will give you more of that. Whereas I just use an oven and my frying pans and a cast iron pan that I have. So a lot of times, though, I've gotten really into slow cooking, like braising meat. Mm-hmm. In my cast iron pan in my oven because the the pan has a lid. It's mm-hmm. very heavy. So I'll do like more ruminant meats in there. So either like even like osabuco bones like veal, like sliced or uh, braising beef or short ribs. Mm-hmm. And I'll do it in there for like two hours, three hours on a low heat. And it melts off the bone. It's yeah. so See, that's good. Like I grill a lot. Yeah, that's great. And too. I I want to bring this up for people because one of one of the things that it was talking about was uh like fish type snacks, right? Yeah. I hate salmon so much. Like regular salmon, don't like it, can't right. stand the taste. It's just very that and tuna are very foul to me. Sure. However, if you get smoked salmon it does not taste like regular salmon it does not it's very different yes yeah those are very good things to have for snacks too um like if Mm -hmm. you need to take you know lunch to work or whatever you can actually buy the salmon stuff at the store yeah that's already made or you can get a cedar plank 
um, which is very good. And, and before you use it, you soak it for at least an hour in water, right? Take it out. And since I grill all the time, you, you let it smoke on the grill for five minutes on one side and turn it over. And then you put your meat on it. Yes. And it makes the most beautiful flavoring. So yeah, it's interesting. A lot of a lot of seasoning is not required because it right. it bakes that cedar uh, smoke into the whatever you're cooking. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's a really good idea too. Is uh, you know don't count out the seafood too. Fish mm-hmm. seafood. I love like calamari, mm-hmm. um, uh, shrimp. I love too. So like I'll incorporate that usually like once a week or twice a week, something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, A little caveat about salmon. So I also, I do like salmon actually, but when I was experiencing the hives, I took to the internet to try to solve my problems, trying to research what is up with carnivore and hives. Some people out there say that when starting a carnivore diet, they then became allergic to salmon, which is interesting. I think something Mm -hmm. with the histamines again. Mm-hmm. And especially with smoked stuff. So smoked salmon. I love smoked salmon. Mm-hmm, me too. And in the beginning, I was eating quite a lot of it because I love it. And I'd eat it with like butter or like cream cheese and just like ro- roll up in the salmon and mm-hmm. eat it like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I cut it out at the time because of the hives. So I haven't eaten it in quite some time. But I mean, if you have no issues with it, God bless, eat it as much as you want. Just a little caveat. Apparently, sometimes people develop a salmon allergy. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the word on the street in the carnivore community. So, mm. yeah. I wonder if it, well, and I, I wonder because salmon and tuna are like two of the healthiest quote unquote fishes for you yep. to eat that have the most uh, vitamin rich or denseness to them. I wonder if that has something to do with like a vitamin overload and that's what's causing. It could be. Maybe it's the combination of eating only meats plus then salmon. It's like too much of something. I'm not Mm -hmm. sure. I recently just had tuna for the first time in ages the other day and it was fine. So I'm curious. I just, I'm not, it's the smell of both of them and the the taste because they're very similar in taste to me. Yes. Um, and I'm not somebody that can eat raw stuff. Mm. Like I don't. I could, but I don't know. I prefer, I mean, like I prefer it in sushi with rice and all the other stuff to make it go down easier. I don't think I'd, I don't think I'd be one to eat like sashimi, like just Mm -hmm. the raw fish. Yeah, no, I can't do that. I can't stand that. But that's why I wondered like. Yeah. You know, when you said your your nutritionist ran got a hold of you to check on you with the hormones and, you know, stuff like that and see how you're doing. Yeah. You can just like any diet have malnutrition on the diet if you're not eating the right things. And that's why I said earlier it's really important to incorporate all different kinds of meats for their different fat contents and stuff. Cause some meat is very lean. Yeah. You know, so like if you're eating like rabbit all the time and that's your thing or squirrel or something, those are very lean proteins. It's not going to be enough. No. And so if you, if you switch to different kinds of fishes or uh goose or, or whatever, that's going to increase your fat content, which is going to help you to get those essential vitamins and nutrients that you need instead of sticking with just one form of protein. 
Yeah, that's a really good point. Mm -hmm. Actually, just to add something about the hormone stuff. So how my friend was checking in on me and she asked me about my periods and like menstrual, menstrual cycle and stuff. So that is actually one thing that has changed quite a bit. So I have a lifelong history of like very painful periods, like to the mm -hmm. point that I would sometimes have to stay home from work. It was like somebody stabbing you to death. Oh yeah. It was like terrible, like labor. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Every right. month is I'm having a baby. Um, so actually since starting the diet, I think, uh, pretty much every period has been pain free, mm -hmm. which is again, I think pretty miraculous. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, my friend was giving me reasons why that might be, and maybe it's not such a good thing in the long run. And I was like, okay, whatever you say, but right now I'm kind of loving it. Like, to be honest. And I think that <laughs> is a, a fantastic thing. And I know a lot of people experience that same thing where, yep. you know, maybe they're real heavy bleeder every month yeah. or cycle or whatever and and that levels out you don't have that problems you don't have the the bloating the cramping all of that stuff that comes with it yeah. because you're detoxifying your pituitary gland which is what releases all of the hormones for your endocrine system and so your hormones are being naturally manufactured and naturally made and not messed with. Yeah. And that's why your stuff levels out when you're on that diet. Yeah, I think so. And I mean, there's countless testimonials of women saying mm -hmm. they cured infertility with this diet, mm -hmm. PCOS, like a whole host of issues. I will say though, I mean, I've only been on it four months. So my cycle length is wonky, but I've never been a very like regular person. So couple times has been like super short, a couple times has been super long in between. Mm -hmm. I had one <laughs> TMI. One time I bled for literally two weeks straight. Mm -hmm. I was like, this was like very right in the beginning, maybe like September, October. And I was like, mm, it's just problematic. And I was like, I don't know. I'm just going to let it ride. <laughs> I didn't mm -hmm. really like, I didn't panic. And then recently I just was trying to research about it. And um, I came across a website that said, apparently it's very common for mm -hmm. women to have a very long period when they start a ketogenic based diet. Mm -hmm. I was like, that's interesting. It's almost like your body's able to like release like which is another and and people may not see it as this, but this is what really happens when females have their cycle every month. That is also your body's way of detoxifying. Yes. Right. And so you're getting rid of because think of and I, this is TMI for the males, and I'm sorry if you're listening. <laughs> but think about all the chemicals that are on a tampon. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so that that is in your your system. And so every month when you do that, you're you're shedding like toxins and stuff. And that's why people's lengths and, and severity and stuff is very different. Yep. You know, and for people that are still on birth control um, and doing a carnivore diet, I don't think that's a good idea. I think you should stop the birth control. I agree. Actually, it's so funny because I just rang up my uncle, who's a retired gynecologist, yesterday mm -hmm. because I had some questions about my cycle lengths and whatnot. And he doesn't know that I'm doing the carnivore diet because he's, he's very like traditionally right. medical allopathic medicine. like Right. 100%. He's not, he won't understand like what I'm trying to do. 
So I didn't tell him that, but I just explained some things about my cycle. And I was like, can you recommend somebody that I could go see maybe? Blah, blah. Because I haven't, honestly, I haven't had a gynecological appointment in like nine years since Same. my last kid was born. Same. Mm-hmm. So my, my friend is like, you should probably get it checked out. And I was like, I just think it's my body like balancing out. Mm-hmm. Anyways, his 100%. first his first reaction to what I told him was, well, you should go on the pill for a few months to regulate your hormones and ovulation and then then we'll see what's happening. And I was like, I, but I don't necessarily want to fix it. I just mm-hmm. want to rule out like if there's anything else going on, like mm-hmm. do I have like cancer or like diabetes or something? Like, I don't know. I doubt it. I think honestly, it just is my body it's trying to like, regulate regulate itself because mm-hmm. it's never been normal for me. You and know? if you if you think about like things that we consume in our regular diet before you started carnivore, right? Yeah. You're you're eating all of these toxins and additives and and stuff like that in your food, yeah. uh, whether you know it or not, chemicals, pesticides, etc. And so a lot of those will cause problems in the mucosal barrier, hence the lining of your uterus, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so you will have differences in your cycle. You will have problems with, uh, the temperament, right. During your cycle or whatever, because all of those things are messing with the natural chemical process of your pituitary gland. Yeah. And so when you stop that and you're doing the carnivore diet, you're not getting those toxins and stuff. So your body is still trying to find its regulation, its balance. Yeah. And I, I think I would imagine for me, it will take several more months, mm-hmm. a whole year, who knows, like right. find that, that balance. Um, I mean, I just, I have, I have full faith in a way that this diet mm-hmm. will prove itself only further as time goes on. Cause mm-hmm. I, there's so much evidence for it to be so beneficial for so many different reasons. Mm-hmm. Or being one of them, there is um I forget her name, carnivore doctor or something on Instagram. She's a little bit older. I mean, she's in her fifties, I believe, or maybe even sixties. And she she's was, my age though. <laughs> I'm gonna be forty soon, so old. She's elderly like me. Okay, <laughs> not what I mean. Just to the point that she's been through menopause while on carnivore. Right. That it was literally like no problem. Mm-hmm. Usually you hear these horror stories of women with the hot flashes and mm-hmm. you know so many health issues, needing full uh, hysterectomies, like after men, like it's so all these problems, right? Mm-hmm. And then I'm defining it's like, yes, I still I still menstruate, but like it comes and it goes. Yeah, I have some bloating or whatever, but it's not a big deal like it was in the past. Like, oh god, I need to like lie down or it's uncomfortable, but it's mm-hmm. not painful like it was or so overwhelming you know so I really like I'm really excited that I've come to this way of eating at this age Mm -hmm. hopefully like it'll carry me through the future hopefully very well I mean if it does do do you eat things like heavy cream or um like cottage cheese stuff like that is that part of your diet so me personally, I don't uh, at the moment. Heavy cream, I've had issues with in the past, uh, but maybe that would have subsided now. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't had heavy cream in probably like a couple years. 
I was trying to do more of that um, when I attempted like keto eating. But again, mm -hmm. keto, you're still eating a lot of vegetables. So I don't know if heavy cream would be problematic for me. Or I was going to say because if people can't stay away from ice cream, right? Not yeah. only can you make like jello and stuff with, with uh, beef gelatin and whatever, yeah. but you can actually make ice cream that with is cream. super duper easy, very limited ingredient or whatever with heavy cream. Absolutely. And I think um, this girl online, Lily Kane, she's the one who had the gelatin recipe. Mm -hmm. She also has a carnivore ice cream recipe and I'm 99% sure it's with heavy cream and ice <laughs> basically. Mm -hmm. And she literally just made it in her freezer. She didn't have like a special machine right. or anything like yeah, that. It's, so. it's super easy to do and it depends on, you know, what, what you like if you want bacon flavored or, yeah. you know, whatever, yeah. or if you want something that, tastes more like beef or, or whatever, you can actually dry your own beef either in a dehydrator or in an yep. oven or whatever, grind it up in a coffee grinder once it's dry yep. and, you know, make powder out of it. You could actually. So I've seen a lot of people online make recipes with like pork rind flour. So it's mm -hmm. basically ground up pork rind. Right. Absolutely. I haven't seen that in the grocery stores here. I feel like that's more so. I mean, as much as I'm in a big city in Canada, America, you guys have a lot more grocery things than we do. Mm -hmm. So, like, I always remember as a kid going shopping in Buffalo and my mom being like, let's go to Tops because they mm -hmm. have all these flavors we don't have and all these products we don't have. So, um, I feel like that might be something more in the States that you have is ground up pork rinds mm -hmm. um, and also different flavors of pork rinds. We don't have mm -hmm. that here. It's just oh, like yeah. One, one flavor. That's it. Barbecue, Tabasco. We don't have that. What the yeah. heck? That's well, you could always make your own pork rinds. Yeah, that's true. You know, if you if you slaughter your own pigs or whatever, or you can find a local butcher that will let you have that, you know, and you have a deep fryer or whatever. It's Definitely possible. watch your oil on the carnivore diet. Don't yes. eat, you know, grapeseed oil or canola oil, sunflower oil, stuff like that. If you can cook with duck fat, that's really good. Yeah, duck fat is amazing. I usually mostly like 99% of the time I use butter. There's also ghee mm -hmm. you can use. Duck mm -hmm. fat is great. Bacon fat, mm -hmm. beef tallow, um, not the one you put on your face, obviously. <laughs> Just well, you can it. try it. I don't know. Yeah. It might make you a little slimy, but nope. the one that I get uh for that I use for a lotion has essential oils in it. So mm -hmm. probably not the best for cooking. Um, <laughs> but yeah, those you want to definitely use animal fats for mm -hmm. your cooking as much as possible. I think that's also a big reason why people feel better, both on vegan and carnivore, is mm -hmm. because a lot of the times you are eliminating this a lot of the seed oils and eating mm -hmm. a lot of like processed foods i do find though it's easier to eat processed things on the vegan diet because um a lot of times you are just hungrier because you're not satiated at all and then you're looking for you're like oh well i can have potato chips those are vegan mm -hmm. so is bread if it doesn't have eggs mm -hmm. you can just gorge yourself on all the bread you want 
And then all the, you know, what's it called? Um, those fake margarines, plant-based margarines. And yeah, those stuff's nasty. Or even plant plant cheese. Oh god, yeah. There's mm -hmm. that or the uh the fake chicken nuggets. Mm -hmm. I was really big for a while into um almond milk creamer or mm -hmm. coconut milk creamer uh in my coffee. And then I started to notice like that stuff really it makes my stomach hurt. Mm -hmm. like, even just that small bit that you splash in your coffee. I was like, oh, I don't know. And that's then, yeah, how I started to get more into researching other other ways of eating. Yeah. And see, I still use like coconut oil. Um, yeah. I switched out all the oil to, to coconut. Um, I make my own toothpaste with coconut oil and, nice. you know, mm -hmm. whatever mouthwash and all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. um, that and duck fat are usually the only two oils that I ever use. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think you'll find that you start using butter a lot. <laughs> oh, I love butter. Yes, yeah. I have a lot of butter. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I mean, it's for me so far, overwhelmingly positive experience. So. so you will have to keep us updated. Come on the show again sure. um, at a future date. Let me know how it's going. Um, if you experienced any breakdown, any problems from it. Or if things have continued to improve. Um, so your journey is very interesting. Um, and I would tell people that if you're if you're considering doing this, do it in a way that's smart for you. Totally. You don't have to do it like everyone else is doing it. If if it's not gonna work in your favor you may need to tweak it just like you would with any diet at all. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. some of the most famous, uh, one of the most famous carnivore doctors out there is Paul Saladino. A lot of people probably know who he is. Carnivore MD, I think is his name online. He was someone who was like preaching, like no plants, very strict for so long. Now he's come around, I guess, you know, cause he's been on it for so long. He does incorporate berries and mm -hmm. honey on some fermented foods. So, I mean, you're going to, ebb and flow over time. Mm -hmm. Most important thing is I think checking in how you feel, right? how you look, um, you know, your mental state. I think mm -hmm. the, the mind is number one. Right. That's where I would like take a temperature read first. Your mind, your gut, and your skin. All connected. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, you got to do what's right for you. I think the most freeing thing for me is finally eating in a way that works for me and I really don't care what anybody else thinks. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I'm I'm very much that kind of person because for me, like most of the health stuff that I do is through foods and, you know, better recipes, better ingredients, you know, whatever herbs, spices, things like that. Yep. Some supplements. I'm not a fan of overloading your body on stuff. Yeah. Uh, because if you're eating properly, you should be getting a lot of nutrients anyway, and you can overload, which then your body needs to detox from vitamins too. Absolutely. So, you know, there's, there's no one set specific plan or way for every person because everybody's different and everybody's going to have to incorporate whatever it is that they need and to any kind of diet that's going to make them feel better. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, I think the best way to approach carnivore, if you are curious about it, is to use it like as an elimination diet. 
Mm-hmm. So you'll discover, I think, a lot of things about yourself and about mm-hmm. your body once you like give it a sincere go, even if it's just for three days or a week right. or a month. Like if you're curious, I'd say try it. You know, you yep. might you might surprise yourself a lot with it. Absolutely. Well, my darling, I love you to pieces. <laughs> I'm so super happy that you, know. you came on the show again because I have missed your face. <laughs> I love your face. Thanks. And I, like I just too. love you as a person. You're a beautiful person. Oh, thank you. So, right back at you. Mm-hmm. Thank you, ma'am. So mm-hmm. tell everybody where they can find you. Yes. So um, I have my own podcast called The Spiritual Gangsters. Um, right now, we've been heavy on doing what's called Clown World Weekly. So it's these sort of like news roundups every week where we look at the news with a tinfoil perspective, connect dots, <laughs> check out the false flags that are happening. Um, so that's live on YouTube every Tuesday morning, 1030 Eastern usually. Um, and then you can, of course, catch the replay on Rumble and all the audio platforms on YouTube as well. And I do have a little Etsy shop where I've been selling these fun beanies like the one I have on. So I started with one that says tinfoil because it's, you know, your tinfoil hat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and now we've just expanded to some other words. Like I have a, the one that says based. I like um, that. Yeah, I have a GTFO, like get the bleep out. Um, <laughs> we have truth. And I think there's one more word. Oh, I forget. Oh, nope. <laughs> nope. That's so, what I need. <laughs> yeah, I need a notepad for sure. So anyways, yeah, check out the Etsy. I'm going to be adding some more stuff in there. I'm a crafty gal. So, you know. So I can... what's your Etsy under? Oh, so the shop is actually called Loyal to the Foil. But it's all in my link tree. So I'll, I'll send that to you. So it's in the show notes. <laughs> awesome. That yeah. would be fantastic. Thank you so much. I had the best. I always have the best time chatting with you. Well, I love you so much. And I, I'm just... <laughs> I'm so happy and so honored to know you because there's so few female voices out there, right? And so the females that are out there, I'm super happy to know everybody's so nice and sweet and it's usually um, a very pleasant experience. Yes, usually (laughs) it is. But I so appreciate you, Janet. Thank you so much for having me back. Well, thank you again for being here. And for the listeners, make sure you go like, subscribe, comment, share, download her show. Go over and follow my channel at Rumble since I started one this year. It is, of course, under Deplorable Nation podcast. And uh, comments always welcome on mine as well. So for me and for Teresa, Thanks for tuning in to another episode. Hope you learned something today that you can keep for yourself or share with others. And we'll see you next time. So God bless and have a good one.